0: Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Hello everyone, welcome to our program on time every Saturday night. I am Connie, joined by our old friend Dr. Hofstadter. In this episode, we'll be looking at more immunosuppressive properties of tumor-derived exosomes. Welcome, Dr. Hofstadter.
1: Thanks Connie, good evening every dear friend in the audience. It is quite nice to see you again.
0: So, we discussed the immunostimulatory and partially immunosuppressive properties of tumor-derived exosomes in the last episode. Tumor-derived exosomes isolated from the serum of cancer patients or the supernatant of tumor cell lines have a weak stimulating effect on the proliferation of activated T-cell subsets isolated from the peripheral blood of normal donors. In contrast, the ability to inhibit anti-tumor immune response seems to be the main biological feature of tumor-derived exosomes. Dr. Hofstadter, we know different mechanisms involved in this part are the focus of researchers. So could you summarize the mechanics we discussed last Saturday?
1: Of course. Tumor-derived exosomes can induce apoptosis in CD8+, but not CD4+, T lymphocytes. Because the death receptor ligand FasL l they carry triggers the apoptosis of CD8+, T cells. And direct binding of MHC class 1 molecules in exosomes to the CD8 receptor could also activate the endogenous fas pathway leading to apoptosis. In addition, the researchers found that tumor-derived exosomes can deliver multiple molecular signals to T-cells, including T-cell receptors, IL-2 receptors, and the anti-apoptotic BCL-2 family. These signals induce T-cells to exhibit early membrane changes, caspase-3 cleavage, mitochondrial release of cytochrome C, loss of mitochondrial membrane electricity and ultimately DNA fragmentation.
0: Thanks, Dr. Hofstadter. Maybe today we will go further with several additional mechanisms of immunosuppression and their clinical implications, right?
1: Yeah, let's get started. Tumor-derived exosomes not only induce proliferation and apoptosis of T cells, but also mediate the expansion of regulatory T cells. It's reported that compared with normal donors, The frequency of a regulatory T-cell subtype in the body fluids of cancer patients is elevated, and these body fluids are highly enriched in exosomes. This regulatory T-cell subtype derived from the thymus is highly dependent on IL-2 development, function, and homeostasis. They play an important role in preventing autoimmunity and exacerbation of immune responses. I think it's this observation that prompts a closer study of the potential relationship between tumor-derived exosomes and regulatory T-cells.
0: How we can verify the hypothesis that tumor-derived exosomes contribute to human regulatory T-cell expansion?
1: To test this hypothesis, the researchers isolated regulatory T-cells from peripheral blood and incubated them with exosomes derived from tumor and normal cells. It was found that only exosomes isolated from tumor cell supernatants induced regulatory T-cell production and enhanced their expansion. In addition, tumor-derived exosomes also mediate the transformation of conventional T-cells into this subtype of regulatory T-cells.
0: What phenomenon does the proliferation of regulatory T-cells in this context trigger?
1: Well, regulatory T-cells increase the expression of FAS-L, IL-10, TGF-beta-1, CTLA-4, granzyme-B and perforin and mediate higher inhibition of autologous responsive cell proliferation. Regulatory T-cells are resistant to tumor-derived exosome-mediated apoptosis. You know, this is different from traditional CD8 plus T-cells. These effects of tumor-derived exosomes on T-cells depend on TGF-beta-1 and on IL-10 to a lesser extent. This is because neutralizing antibodies specific to these cytokines block their ability to expand regulatory T cells. Overall, these results suggest that tumor derived exosome has immunomodulatory properties. The interaction between tumor derived exosomes and regulatory T cells, I think, in some aspects, represents a newly defined mechanism that may be involved in regulating tumor peripheral tolerance and supporting immune evasion in human cancer.
0: Okay, Dr. Hofstadter, I have a question. Are CD8 plus T-cells the only lymphocytes targeted by tumor-derived exosomes and sensitive to their inhibition?
1: Not really. Recently, tumor-derived exosome has been shown to inhibit in vitro NK-cell-mediated cytolysis. Preliminary experiments showed that treatment of mice with tumor-derived exosomes reduced the percentage of NK-cells in the spleen and lung. Previous reports showed that spontaneous apoptosis is usually accompanied by human tumor progression and NK cells in cancer patients have low expression levels of activated receptors. Tumor-derived exosomes also reduced the protective effect of syngeneic dendritic cell vaccine on breast tumor mice by blocking NK cell activity. I think that study clearly shows that tumor-derived exosome blocks the NK cell-mediated anti-tumor response in vivo.
0: What pathways or mechanisms do those exosomes affect the function of NK cells?
1: They inhibit the function of NK cells by targeting perforin, I mean, rather than granzyme. In addition to inhibiting the cytolytic function of NK cells, tumor-derived exosomes also inhibited the expansion of mouse NK cells stimulated by IL-2 by down-regulating the expression of cyclin D3 and reducing retinoblastoma phosphorylation. These events play a key role in the transition of the lymphocyte cell cycle from the G1 phase to the S phase.
0: As far as I know, this is not the only mechanism of tumor-derived exosome-mediated NK cell dysfunction, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, a different mechanism actually has been proposed. Tumor-derived exosome enriched in NKG2D ligand MICA, MICB, and TGF-beta-1 showed downregulation of NKG2D receptor expression, and inhibition of its dependent function, when incubated with peripheral blood-derived NK cells. At first, MICA and MICB ligands were thought to be the reason for blocking this activated receptor. However, MICA-specific antibodies only partially attenuated this effect, while tgf beta one neutralizing antibodies strongly inhibited the downregulation of NKG2D. The impairment of natural killer cytotoxicity in cancer patients was previously reported to be related to the downregulation of NKG2D expression, caused by the increase of TGF beta 1 level in the serum of these patients. So I think this raises the possibility that TGF beta 1 carried by tumor-derived exosome is not only the main mechanism leading to the low expression of NKG2D, but also the main mechanism leading to the impairment of its dependent killing activity.
0: I read that some researchers have verified the similar effects of tumor-derived exosomes on the phenotype and function of NK cells in patients with acute myelogenous leukemia. Do you know the research results?
1: Yes, they found the serum of acute myelogenous leukemia patients is rich in embryonic cell-derived exosomes carrying CD34, CD33, CD117, and TGF-beta-1, and these tumor-derived exosomes decreased the cytolytic activity of NK cells isolated from normal donors, and down-regulated the expression of the NKG2D receptor. The TGF-beta-1 carried by tumor-derived exosomes extracted from leukemia cells shows a significant neutralization effect, but effects mediated by these tumor-derived exosomes are not completely eliminated. In addition, Although the level of soluble TGF-beta1 in serum of patients with acute myelogenous leukemia is increased, a considerable amount of TGF-beta1 still exists in tumor-derived exosomes, which can be released and measured after being destroyed by detergent. These data suggest that tumor-derived exosomes related to TGF-beta are indeed the main mechanism of NK cell dysfunction in acute myelogenous leukemia patients. And I think there may be other malignancies.
0: We'll see. Okay, here comes another question. Adenosine, you know, an immunosuppressive factor acts through receptors present on various cell types to upregulate CAMP levels, reducing cellular function. I know some recent studies describe the ability of regulatory T-cells to produce adenosine. Furthermore, the presence of ectonucleotidases CD39 and CD73 on the surface of murine regulatory T cells has also been reported. Do you think this implies that tumor derived exosomes are associated with the adenosynergic pathway through regulatory T cells?
1: That's right. You know, in humans, few native regulatory T cells co express these enzymes, although inducible regulatory T cells are produced in vitro. And those found in tumor tissue of cancer patients can express both and can produce adenosine. Although human native regulatory T cells mainly express CD39, they can produce adenosine in vivo. Because tumor derived exosomes, ubiquitous in the body fluids of cancer patients, carry CD73 and have 5 nucleotidase activity. Exosomes obtained from normal donor serum are also enriched in CD39 and CD73 which can hydrolyze ATP to adenosine. As far as I can see, B-lymphocytes may be the source of CD39+, and CD73+, exosomes in these sera. Thus, exosomes deliver enzymatically active CD73 to native regulatory T-cells, complementing their ability to produce adenosine. Because tumor cells are often enriched in CD73. Tumor-derived exosome is particularly capable of delivering CD73 to ATP hydrolysis sites, thereby producing adenosine that negatively regulates T-cells in the tumor microenvironment.
0: I see. What are the clinical implications of the presence of tumor-derived exosomes in body fluids of cancer patients and their mediated effects on T-cells?
1: Yeah, let me think. You know, this is important. Let me give you an example. Early stage or late stage tumors in patients with head and neck squamous cell cancer can be distinguished by analyzing the expression levels of FASL of tumor derived exosomes present in serum. Because tumor derived exosomes from advanced patients have high levels of FASL, while an X and V binding to CD8 T cells readily distinguishes between normal donors and patients with head and neck squamous cell cancer. It does not differentiate between patients with active disease and those without apparent disease after treatment. Additionally, tumor-derived exosomes in SARA from patients with lymph node metastases and poor prognosis were Fozel enriched and induced jerka T-cell apoptosis. This distinguishes head and neck squamous cell cancer patients from patients with no lymph node metastasis and a good prognosis.
0: You mentioned earlier that Tumor-derived exosomes isolated from the serum of acute myelogenous leukemia patients varied widely in the level of membrane-associated TGF-beta-1. Will you call it an important clinical implication as well?
1: Exactly, these levels correlate with BLOS T-cell counts, so I think they may serve as prognostic biomarkers. You see, these results imply that tumor-derived exosomes will become increasingly important as a biomarker of disease. And I believe, techniques to separate tumor-derived exosomes from other exosomes present in body fluids will become available soon.
0: I agree. The clinical importance of tumor-derived exosomes is also underscored by their ability to isolate tumor-reactive therapeutic antibodies delivered to cancer patients. Can you give an example?
1: Sure, for example. Human EGFR2 is present on exosomes derived from cancer cells that express human EGFR2 a humanized antibody for adjuvant breast cancer treatment binds to the amplified human EGFR2 receptor on tumor cells and also mediates antibody-dependent T-cell-mediated cytotoxicity. Both of these mechanisms are considered to be the main reason for their therapeutic effect. However, Human EGFR2 is also carried on tumor-derived exosomes that interfere with antibody-binding to tumor cells and antibody-dependent T-cell-mediated cytotoxicity. You know, in this case, tumor-derived exosomes may be the cause of resistance to trastuzumab therapy in some patients.
0: Since tumor-derived exosomes promote tumor escape by inducing immune-effector cell dysfunction and death in cancer patients. Can we say it's beneficial to eliminate them or block their mediated effects?
1: Yeah, you could say that. Actually, some researchers have proposed interventions to interfere with tumor-derived exosome secretion by inhibiting upstream pathways. One example I know, drugs that interfere with microtubule stability or proton pump inhibitors alter secretory metabolism. Another strategy aims to protect anti-tumor effector cells from dysfunction and death through the use of cytokines multiple findings collectively demonstrate that survival cytokines using the coreceptor gamma chain can protect activated t cells from tumor-induced death and enhance their anti-tumor activity
0: so in summary the ability of tumor-derived exosomes to modulate t cell and nk cell function represents an ingenious mechanism by which tumors escape from the host immune system From a clinical point of view, the identification of tumor-derived exosomes as an immunoregulatory element is important for developing new strategies for therapeutic interventions aimed at protecting immune effectors from harmful signaling transmitted by tumor-derived exosomes. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening until our next episode.